All right, good morning. Good to see you all here this morning. Good to see so many people. Seems like the number just kind of increases every Sunday, so that's really encouraging to see, right? Amen. And today we use this, you know, use this Sunday to to honor Pastor Cheryl and his wife that are going to be uh departing tomorrow morning and you know, they've really done a, a tremendous effort, I think, over here at the church. Um you know, during the COVID time, right, it was it was hit or miss. We didn't really know what was going on. And this gentleman and his wife, you know, they came in and just kind of closed the gap. Amen. And they let made sure that there was something going on that was progressive instead of it just ending. You know, because we know there's a lot of places around Lafayette that they just stopped. And there was no possibility or opportunity for other churches to really worship and you know i think that that was just very important you know with jonathan's help and pastor's help that that was all able to continue you know and 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 to just kind of uh i don't know continue the work of this church and further our family so you know today please stop and and thank him and his wife for for being here with us you know during that time and, uh, you know, they go back to Dallas tomorrow at 7 a.m. They hit the road and they go back home. So uh, wish them their traveling mercies. Pray for them if you would, please. And um, we'll get started this morning with worship. If you would, stand with me and we'll worship God and we'll recite our call to worship, which comes from the first book of John, chapter 5. This is verse number 20. 1 John 5, verse 20. Sorry about that. We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true by being in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Amen. We're going to start this morning with Won't Stop Now. I give you glory for all you've brought me through. And now I'm ready for whatever you want to do. I'm moving forward to follow after you. And now I'm ready for whatever you want to do. I'll sing your presence. Your presence is an open door. We want you, Lord, like never before. Your presence is an open door. So come now, Lord. Like never before In every season In every season Your grace has been enough And I'm believing That the best is yet to come The cross before me My hope on things above 
And in you, Jesus, the best is yet to come. Your presence is an open door. We come now, Lord, like never before. Your presence is an open door. So come now, Lord, like never before. I know breakthrough is coming. By faith, I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and it won't stop now. Oh, I know breakthrough is coming. By faith, I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and it won't stop now. Let's proclaim that again, y'all. I know, I know breakthrough is coming by faith I see a miracle my God made me your promise and it won't stop now your presence your presence is an open door thank you Jesus that it's open we want you Lord like never before your presence is an open door so come now Lord like never before your presence is an open door we want you Lord like never before we worship you this morning Lord Your presence is an open door. So come now, Lord, like never before. So come now, Lord. So come now, Lord, like never before. Amen. Amen. Aren't you believing this morning that God is going to perform a miracle right here in Newville? I believe that God is still on the throne and He's going to answer prayer. He is answering prayer. I like what the words of the psalmist said. He said, come, let us sing how? Joyfully. Joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. Let us greet Him with thanksgiving. Let us joyfully sing psalms to Him. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us. We want to worship the Lord joyfully this morning. Not sad. We have something to rejoice about. We have something to be joyful about this morning. Amen. And so we're going to continue to worship the Lord. You may be seated just for a moment. We have a special treat today. Emma the future keyboard player of Newville (laughs) is going to play us a song this morning. God bless you, Emma.
great job, Emma. That's she's come a long way. You know, I remember whenever she was, you know, whenever she was standing by Miss Carmen, you know, and wow, you've come such a long way. Good work, girl. You know, that's evidence of a kid that doesn't play on the iPhone all day and the iPad, you know. It looks anyway. We'll stop there, huh? Well, good work. Praise God. You can stand and worship with me right now if y'all want. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul. Worship His holy name. Good singing, church. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I worship His holy name. Come on. The sun comes up. It's a Whatever lies, let me be singing when the evening comes. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name, sing
Let heaven hear you. Bless the Lord. Bless the There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. No thing can compare your our living hope. In your presence, Lord, you rest. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone in your presence Lord oh and fill the atmosphere your glory God is what our hearts long for to be overcome by your presence Lord your presence Lord, overshadow me. There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. No thing can compare your our living hope. You are in your presence, Lord. I've tasted, Lord. I've tasted and seen. Here for you, Jesus, right now. 
you are welcome here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Oh, your glory, God, is what our hearts long to be overcome by your presence. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for to be Your presence, Lord. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your presence God. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for to be by your presence, Lord, your presence, Holy Spirit, you're welcome this morning. Don't you sense his presence this morning? He's here. He wants to speak to us individually and collectively. And I don't know what your need or your burden may be this morning. But I know that God is bigger than your problem. He's bigger than your need. This is a time of family prayer. When God has given us the opportunity that we can just come. And lay our burdens at his feet. You know, it's not how eloquent of a prayer we pray. It's the word that we offer to him. I read where Max Licato once said, Our prayers may be awkward. Our attempts may be feeble. But since the power of God is in the one who hears it, and not in the one who says it, our prayers do make a difference.
You believe that this morning, that prayers really make a difference? In Jeremiah 29, verse 12, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You know what the good news is this morning? The good news is that God is always listening. Whether we're in church, whether at home, driving the car, on the job, wherever we are, God is always listening. Prayer this morning is a direct line to Him. And you never, never get a busy signal. He never puts you on hold listening to some terrible music while you wait for him to pick up the line. He's there. Aren't you glad this morning? I don't know what need or care. I know our church has many needs and cares. We're so glad that God gave your new pastor and family traveling mercies yesterday as they moved in and, and trying, to, trying to get settled. And, and we're glad to have them worshiping with us this morning and I know that Brad will have more to say on that probably in just a few minutes, but uh, we welcome them this morning as your new pastors, and they'll begin next Sunday, uh, next Sunday morning. But we have some in our church family that have the, the virus, some that are sick. Um, you know, there, there's all kinds of needs. Some of our church family that are, are, are facing some moments of anxiety. But God's still on the throne. God still answers prayer. And let's just believe him this morning. I don't know what you have gone through this past week. I, I know what the dark times you may have gone through, but I know that God is going to bring you out into the light and bring you victory. Let's pray. Again, Father, we humbly approach your divine grace this morning. And Lord, as the song that we have just sung, we welcome you. You're always invited, Lord. Lord, if you want to push our little plans aside and you just come this morning and take over, that's okay. We just want your will and your way above everything else. Lord, we thank you for the Nouvelle Church. We thank you, Lord, for the lives that have been transformed by the mighty, mighty power of of God's grace and the deliverance that you have brought and the victories, Lord, that you've given. Lord, we love you today from the depths of our heart. Lord, we, we fail so many times and, and sometimes, Lord, we don't tell you how much we really love you, but Lord, we do love you this morning with all of our heart and our mind, our soul and our strength. And, Lord, uh, we know that the devil is trying to defeat every soul here that, uh, to hinder them. But, Lord, we know your grace is sufficient. We don't know what dark valley someone may be going through this morning. And there seems to be no light at the end of the tunnel. But, Lord, we know that you are the light. Lord, you are the one that is the way maker and the, and the miracle worker. You are the one this morning that is able to bring us through and lead us out into victory, Lord. Uh, and thank you, Lord, for what we believe you are going to do. We thank you for what you have done, but Lord, we believe you're going to do greater things. 
We pray you'll bless the Fords as they begin their labors here and as they pastor and shepherd this flock. I just pray that somehow, Lord, that you will give them wisdom and understanding and give them the hearts of the people, Lord, that they might lead them forward in the days ahead to greater, to greater things and greater victories. Lord, you know the special prayer request today. Lord, you know those that are facing some anxieties and anxious moments and, Lord, not knowing uh, what uh, is going to happen. But, Lord, uh, you have it under your control. And we're just believing you. And so, Lord, this morning, as we continue to worship you, speak to us today, Lord. I pray you'll speak to us in a way that we will understand and and not only understand, Lord, that we'll go out and be doers of your word uh, and lift up the name of Jesus. We commit this service into your hands, Lord. It belongs to you. And, Lord, for what you do for us, we'll say thank you, Jesus, for it's in that name out of every name that we pray this prayer. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to call the Fords up right now, Pastor Michael, since I already got one of them up here. We're going to just kind of get these guys on camera a little bit. I know that uh, some of you were here the last time they were here, but for some who haven't been able to make it to our service and, and put their eyes on this wonderful family, y'all come within the tape right here. Yeah, y'all come on in. So those who are at home can, can get to put their eyes on these guys. The Fords, uh, Pastor Michael, Pastor Leslie, Alexandra goes by Lexi, Samantha, Goes by Sam, Sammy, and many others, I'm, I'm told. Michael the Third goes by Mick, and Bryn goes by Bryn. So these, these are the Fords, guys. Give them a big hand. Y'all can be seated. Thank y'all so much. Uh, awesome, awesome family. We did have a great time moving them in, if that's possible, having a great time moving. We did. We had a really good time. They brought in... Um, I guess what I can say was a posse. They had a crew. They had a crew. They brought family. They brought kids. They had. They all just showed up. And uh, Jonathan and Megan came out. We had some from the Crowley Church. Miss Carol came by. Brought some sweets. And uh, we just we worked really hard. We sweated. We got things together. Pastor Michael took a detour, uh, roundabout way. He had a little bit of trailer problems, but he got it all worked out. And thank God he made it in last night. So we just praise God. And we had an awesome time getting to know them. Their family, their extended family is awesome. We love spending time with them and fellowshipping. So you're going to enjoy it. We're excited for them. We're excited for what God has for New Vale. We're excited that they're here. Uh, And along those lines, I want to make a note, and you need to make a note, that we're changing our service time to 1030. Okay? 1030 starting next Sunday. So those at home may not affect you quite as much, but... Those who are coming, 10.30, so if you come at 10, it's okay. We'll just fellowship a little bit more, but 10.30 is when we're going to start from now on to accommodate some scheduling that, that we're going to work through and, and be flexible with that. So we'll just be in prayer for that. We're excited for them, and uh, we just love them so much. And so, Miss Linda, before you get too settled in, come on up. Pastor Cheryl, y'all come on up. Come on. We want to send these guys away. They have done such an amazing job, and they have gotten plugged into our church so well in this crazy time that they've gotten. This is by far their most interesting interim that they've ever been a part of, I'm sure. 
But they have gotten so plugged in. They had people come and visit yesterday and just loving on them, loving them being here. And we just thank them so much. We've got um, a card um, with a little bit of a blessing for you in there. So we want to give that to you guys. Give that to you. you she gets it. She gets it all. He knows where, he knows where it's going to end up anyhow. But we uh, just want to remind you we are just a special love offering. If you have a little bit of extra, we want to send these guys off. They're leaving in the morning. Drop it in the basket. Put a note on it and write what it's for, a love offering for the styles. We've got a couple of gift cards to McDonald's for Miss Linda because we know those will go to good use. They will, not, they will not be wasted. She loves McDonald's. And then I made a special uh, picture from the church that we wanted them to remember. We got them camped out on the Cajun Riviera right here on, on our drainage ditch right here. So I know they're going to always remember, but I made a special picture for them. And it's got a little bit of extra goodies. I took a picture of, of Gloria's sign over there, and I renamed it Glory Hallelujahs for them. So they can just remember. Y'all can remember your experience here and your time here. And we have loved these guys. Give them a hand. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. We appreciate everything that y'all have done. How did I, do, how did I turn it on? I don't know. Jonathan, I always ask Jonathan what went wrong, like he's supposed to know. It was probably a user error. But anyway, so, um, so Wednesdays, adults and teens, we're not doing our meal just yet. We'd love to get back to that, but we're not quite there. Uh, and then children, we're not going to open the nursery just yet either as we just keep trying to navigate through this time. So uh, adults and teens on Wednesdays, uh, 6 o'clock. So if you can come back, be a part of that, we'd love to have you. Um, and just, um, I also want to give an update.
Philippians 1, 3 through 11. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy, for you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you. For you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. Thank you, Laney, for a reading of God's Word this morning. As you look in the New Testament, you'll find that there are many prayers of the Apostle Paul that are recorded. He was praying for his people, praying for the churches, and uh, this is one of the four life-changing prayers recorded of the Apostle Paul. And I'd like to use this morning this prayer that Paul prayed for the church at Philippi as my prayer for the church here in Nouvelle. During the time of prayer one Sunday morning, the pastor asked if there were any special prayer requests or any special needs. And so different ones in the congregation began to raise their hand and Uh, One had a financial need uh, that they wanted the church to pray about. Another had a job need. And and some were sick that had uh, uh, family that they needed uh, a healing touch. And there are all kinds of different needs that were presented that morning in the congregation. And uh, after he had listened to what he thought was all of the requests that were going to be given, uh, he he began to pray. And he had just gotten into his prayer when he began to feel something that was tugging on his pant leg. And uh, he just sort of kept on praying, but it began to a little more and a little more. And he looked down and he saw a little boy that had crawled up on the platform and he was tugging at his pant leg. The first thing that the pastor thought about was that... uh, uh, here I have overlooked a little boy, a little boy. And uh, he looked down and the little boy uh, looked up to the pastor and said, Pastor, I need something too. The pastor stopped and he looked at the boy again and he was feeling guilty for overlooking him. He stopped his prayer and he said, Son, what do you need this morning? The little boy looked up into the eyes of the pastor and said, Pastor, I need to go to the bathroom. Now, that really has nothing to do with my sermon this morning, but it does tell us the fact that everyone has a need. Some needs may be greater than other needs, but everyone here this morning, you have a need, you have a burden that you may be dealing with. 
And sometimes our problems may appear to be small and, and insignificant to someone else. But to us, they're not small. They're not insignificant. And sometimes they, they, they may be a life-changing problem or a situation that we may be dealing with. And the Bible tells us this morning to do what? It said, pray for one another. The Apostle Paul was a firm believer in obeying that command of praying for one another. In all of the New Testament writings, we find that, that uh, it, they, they are filled with references to the prayers that Paul was praying for his churches and for his fellow workers. And uh, he had a deep concern. He had an, an abiding love for his church and for the church family because he was the spiritual father of many of these churches. And he was interested in these churches uh, of, their, of their spiritual growth and continuing to go forward in the name of the Lord. And so his love for these churches and for the congregation uh, was not that of a disinterested prayer of just an acquaintance of someone that he had uh, been uh, introduced to. But it was a passionate prayer, a prayer of someone who loved his church and loved those in his church with a deep love. Now, the Apostle Paul was a man of many desires, but most of his desires were not for his own advantage, not for his own good. They were always for the desires and the good of those that he was in contact with. And so this letter to the Philippian church was written by Paul while he was in prison. But even while he was in prison, separated from his churches, he was still investing his time. He was still investing his life in his brethren, and he continued to pray for them on a daily basis. And so in the scripture lesson that Laney read just a moment ago, you'll find that the Apostle Paul begins this prayer by saying, and this is my prayer for you. And this morning, I would like to say this is my prayer for the church in Newville. There are several things I want to notice that the Apostle Paul was praying about. And I believe it reveals what his desire was for the church in Philippi. And so this morning, let's use this as a model for our prayer. For you in Newville. First of all, we find that the Apostle Paul prayed that the church in Philippi would be filled with abounding love. He said in verse 9, This is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more. Or as one translation says, that your love may overflow more and more. In John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, Jesus said, A new command that I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And so my prayer this morning for the church in Newville, that your love, will abound more and more. 
Someone has said that marriage is, a, is filled with excitement and frustration. In the first year of marriage, the man speaks and the woman listens. In the second year of marriage, the woman speaks and the man listens. In the third year of marriage, they both speak and the neighbors listen. Abounding love, overflowing love that Paul was praying in this prayer is not the kind of human love that we associate with love today. When you think about love, you think about a romantic, a starry-eyed emotional response to a member of the opposite sex. But biblical love this morning is not a selfish love. It's not a love that says, I will love you as long as you continue to make me feel good and as long as you continue to meet my needs. That's not the love he's talking about this morning. That's a selfish love. Biblical love is not a sappy, sentimental feeling that comes and goes. The kind of love that Paul is speaking of this morning and he was praying about was is different. It's a different concept of love than what the world has in mind today. And so the word for love that Paul is using is not a human love, but a divine love. Divine love is an unconditional love that comes from God. It's active this morning. It continues to flow out in our lives to others that we come in contact with. Now, this kind of love you find that Paul describes over in the book of 1 Corinthians when he's writing to the church at Corinth, which you're familiar with, when he begins to say, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Divine love. Divine love this morning is more concerned about giving than getting. Divine love is more concerned about going than sending. It's more about serving than being served. When you have this kind of love this morning, you will continue to reach out in service to those that you come in contact with. And this is the kind of love I believe that Jesus demonstrated in John 13 when He took the role of a servant and washed the feet of the disciples. Paul specifically prays for the Philippian church to have a love that abounds more and more. A love that overflows more and more. Now that word abound is used to describe the growth of a flower. We love flowers. In our yard, you know, we're out there working and and, uh, trying to take care of it, but it's wonderful to see those little buds come on a little flower. And that bud begins to expand and expand and expand until it expands into a beautiful, beautiful 
flower. That's what God wants our love to do. Just keep expanding and expanding in the love and the grace of God until we are full bloom. That word overflows is the picture of a river rushing over its banks and the water is going everywhere. That's what He wants our love. To abound, to overflow continually in everything we do and say. And so the Apostle Paul is praying for the church at Philippi. I want you to have a perpetual flood of love that overflows into every area of your life. And it affects everyone that you come in contact with. Jesus said to the disciples, He said to the world, How will the world know that you are one of my disciples? If you have love. If you have love for each other. If you have love for each other, the world will know you are my disciples. That's what he wants for the church here in Newell. To have love for one another. That the world may know that you are one of my disciples. It makes no difference this morning where you came from. It makes no difference how God brought you here or how, how God delivered you. It makes no difference what the color of your skin is. Uh, God wants us to love everyone. That love to abound more and more until people, when they walk through the doors of this church, Brother Michael, they can feel the love of God's people. That's what God wants. That's what He wants for this church in Newville this morning uh, can't you, can't you even begin to imagine this morning uh, the, what this world would be like if everyone would pay, pray that kind of prayer? Oh God, let my love overflow. Let my love abound. You know, I've never met a person yet that doesn't need a little bit more love. We need to increase our, our love level. I know I need more love in my life and, and uh, I still have room for that. But we must pray that the love will continue to flourish and grow uh, and, and that the love of God that's inside us can be manifested on the outside to those we come in contact with. And so Paul is saying, as he prayed, May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and everyone else just as ours does for you. You know, when you run out of anything to pray about, Just pray that God will give you a little more love. Also pray that God will give your brothers and sisters in the Lord a little bit more love that will overflow. And we can pray that prayer this morning. When you pray for one another and your love abounds, it strengthens you and binds you together in the bond of Christ as the family of God. Love will help you to overlook the faults and failures and blemishes of each other. Who doesn't have a fault this morning? Who doesn't have a blemish somewhere along the way? We all do. But I like what Ephesians 4, 2 says, Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Making allowances for each other's faults. Because of love. Wouldn't we love someone with a divine love? We're not going to pick them apart because of their faults or their blemishes. We're going to love them. 
Love them a little bit more. Love them more day by day. Everyone that belongs to Jesus belongs to everybody that belongs to Jesus. Figure that one out. Everyone that belongs to Jesus belongs to everybody that belongs to Jesus. We are the family of God this morning. And God is wanting us, our love, to abound more and more. And we must pray that our love will continue to grow and flourish. And, and so my prayer this morning for this church right here in Newville is that your love will abound more and more toward each other. Overlook the faults and failures and blemishes and grow together in love for each other. Secondly, the Apostle Paul prays that you may discern what is best. In verse 10, and this is my prayer that you may be able to discern what is best, or we could translate the verse by saying, without, without doing harm to the Scripture, by saying, asking God that you will fully know what He wants. His will. In Colossians, He said, fill you with the knowledge of His will. That's my prayer this morning for this wonderful group of people in Newville, that God will give you wisdom, that you can discern what is best for this church. What is God's will for this church? And I'm praying this morning that God will give you that. The Bible tells us that we are to be filled with the knowledge of His will. Why? So that we may know that we may know what is best for us, that we may know what His will is. I read the story about a wife who thought her husband was needing some new glasses. He wasn't seeing as well as she thought that he, that he ought to, so she took him to the optometrist and walked in and set him down in the chair and gave him the thorough examination and decided what kind of a prescription he needed and he bought the new glasses and went on his way. About two weeks later, here she comes marching in the optometrist's office with that pair of new glasses and said, Sir, I'm going to bring these glasses back. I want a refund. He looked at her and said, Is there something wrong with the glasses? That's the right prescription. She looked at the guy and said, My husband's still not seeing things my way. You know, uh, if we look, look long enough, we can always find someone that doesn't see things just like we see them. It may be your wife. It may be your husband. It may be someone in the church. And, and you know, we have a tendency to think that our way is the best way. But sometimes it may not be the best way. Uh, sometimes it may be uh, someone else has the best idea. I remember Linda's father, my, my father-in-law, he died at an early age, but he, he was a great Christian man and, and, and uh, a stalwart member of the church. And, uh, but he was a man of strong opinion. And uh, he was on the board for many years. And uh, he would always express uh, his opinion. And, uh, you know, in, in all of my board members' uh, board meetings, I want people to express their opinion in the board meeting, not outside the board meeting. In the board meeting. And so he would express. Sometimes uh, they would think his idea was the best idea. And 
Sometimes they thought somebody else's idea was the best idea. But you know whether his idea was voted as the best idea or not? You never knew it. Whatever was voted on, he would get right in there behind that, boost it, do whatever he could do. It didn't make any difference. I've walked into many a board meeting where I thought I had the best idea. I had the solution to the problem. But, you know, after my board members began to discuss and we began to talk, I found out, you know, they have a better idea than I have. Or sometimes we put the two ideas together and worked them out. That, that's what I'm talking about this morning. Discern. God give the wisdom to discern what is not, not what's best for me, but what's best for God's Word and for the church and His will. And the Holy Spirit is the one this morning that gives us wisdom to help us to make the most discerning decisions in every situation if we ask. James wrote, if any of you ask, lack wisdom, he should ask his neighbor. If any of you ask wisdom, ask your friend. No, he said, if you ask, if you need wisdom, ask God. God is the one who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. The Spirit promises this morning. He's eager, he's willing to provide us with wisdom and clear-headedness and perspectiveness to, to make wise decisions in the circumstances that, that we may be facing. And we must be willing to do our part. That we must be teachable in the obedience of God. You know, it makes no difference how long we've lived the Christian life. We still have to have that obedience. That we're teachable to what God has for us. Always learning something. Uh, I appreciate so much the, the Bible lessons that uh, Sanjay has been giving on Wednesday night. I tell you, that man has an insight into the Word that, that I've seen very few people have. And if I said in his Bible studies on Wednesday night, I have marveled. I've seen things in those passages of Scripture. I've been a minister over 50 years I, that I've never seen before. I mean, amazing. That's what I'm talking about this morning. We're teachable. We've never learned everything. There's always more for us to learn along the way. When we think we don't need to learn anything else, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm going to pass by. That's not in my notes this morning. But we, we need to be teachable, don't we? Obedience to the will of God. And my prayer this morning for this church in Newell, that God will help you as a body to seek God's will, what God wants, to see the kingdom of God go forward, expand. And next time, if I am privileged to come back and visit you, uh, I hope these pews are not spread out like this. I hope there, those other pews are, or chairs are back there and this thing is filled. That's my prayer this morning. And so my prayer is God will give you wisdom. Not my will, Lord, but your will be done. Thirdly, that in verse 11 he said, And this is my prayer, that you will be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ. My prayer this morning for the church in Newville is that you may do the work of the Lord. 
And what's that? Bearing fruit. The Apostle Paul, in writing to Philippi, he was wanting them to live a productive life. And the only way they could do that was to be filled with the spirit of righteousness. God has called us to be useful. God has called us to make an impact for Him in the world in which we're living. I know we have Gloria's right across the street. Gloria, hallelujahs. You know, uh, but they've been good neighbors. I I mean, we made friends with them. Dale told me, he said, when you move to Newbell, the first thing you need to do is get acquainted with them. And John, who owns the property, he said they're a friend of the church. And they support the church in different ways. And I found out that he was right. Went over last night to talk to, uh, to David. I didn't order anything. <laughs> but uh, he said, if you're ever back in town, stop by and see me. You know, that spoke volumes to me. And I'm hoping that one of these days, you know, they use our parking lot on during the week. Sometimes there's a few, sometimes it's filled up. But you know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping that one of these days on Sunday morning, you're going to have to use their parking lot. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm praying for, Brother Michael. Well, fruitful for the Lord. God has called us in Colossians, said, bearing fruit in every good work. The analogy of, of, a, of a fruit tree. God does not want us to miss, just have the leaves, but He wants us to have the fruit. I remember uh, a few years ago, I love tomatoes. I love fresh tomatoes. And so uh, that particular year, we'd eat the tomatoes. You know, you always have a few seeds and so I'd just throw them out in the, on the vacant ground in the, in the yard and, and didn't think much about it. But the next spring, I began to look. Tomato plants were coming up. I mean, they began to grow. I, I don't know how many plants I had, but man, they looked good. They were green. They were, they were healthy. And, and I could not wait until the time I could go out there and pick me a ripe tomato. I waited. No blooms. I waited. No tomatoes. Never had one tomato on one of those tomato vines. Now, that's not the purpose of a tomato plant. The purpose that God has for us is not to have the leaves of a profession. God wants us to produce the fruit of the Spirit. And you know, He's not going to require you to produce the fruit that you're not capable of. He doesn't expect an apple tree to produce peaches or a a peach tree to produce prune. No, he, He wants us to produce the kind of fruit that we're capable of producing. And so, it's not acceptable. He wants us to bear the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of righteousness exemplified in our lives. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. And they said, this is my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be disciples. 
when the love of God is abounding in our heart and in our lives, we'll serve more and more. Our talents, our treasures, our time will give to God. God wants us to be plugged in. God wants us to be fruit-bearing Christians. And I pray that God will continue to help us to be filled with the knowledge of His will and have the spiritual wisdom and understanding that we might do the work of the Lord. My prayer this morning is God will give you that wisdom. You know, everyone that comes to the doors of this church may not look like you. They may not act like you. But what's the church for? It's a soul-saving station. It's a refuge. It's a haven for people to come in here and find Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. And sometimes we have to use a little bit of spiritual discernment. Leave that right there. But my prayer this morning is that God will give you, the church in Newville, the wisdom to know God's will above everything else. I'd like to look at the close of Paul's prayer this morning. He said, to the glory and praise of God. What's he doing? He's reminding us this morning that it's not about us. It's about God. It's about Him. That He gets the honor. He gets the glory. He gets the praise. Have a question for all of us this morning. When people look at you and people look at me, do they naturally think about God? I like the definition that Ruth Graham has given of a saint. She said a saint is a person who makes it easy to believe in Jesus. When people look at your life and my life, do they think about Jesus? Does the light of Jesus shine? You know, I've been here and, and you know, I get on Linda's face page every now and then, in fact, pretty often. And I like to see what people write. And I've seen some things here that, that indicated to me that somebody may be going through a dark valley. They may be going through a trial or test in their life. But what they post on Facebook, it brought peace. It brought joy. Because I knew that they were putting their faith and their confidence in God. That whatever their situation was, that God was going to bring them through. They were hanging on. I tell you, that blessed my heart. And some of them I didn't, I, I've never met. I've talked to them, but I've never met. And some I've had, I have met. But you know what was happening through those posts? The light of Jesus was shining through. That blessed my heart. You know, we need to be careful what we put on. The things we write and the things we say because somebody's watching and they're listening. Are we manifesting the Spirit of Christ? That's a good testimony for the church. Or is it not? But I've been blessed 
You know, Carla, I've read some of your posts. And I've read other, other posts too. It blesses my heart. The hope, the strength they find in, in God who has brought them thus far. He's not going to drop them now. He's going to bring them through all the way. Thank God. Well, praise his name. He comes down. He wraps up the letter. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. And so this morning, I want to encourage you as Pastor uh, Michael and Leslie begin to be your shepherds. They mentor you and they guide you that that uh, you'll love them and, and you'll embrace them. And, and, uh, and I know that Pastor Dale has been your, your pastor and, and he's helped lead you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And, and uh, Pastor Dale is going to always be some of your pastors because of, of that closeness. But I know that Michael Ford and Leslie can be a mentor and, and uh, you can allow them to be your pastor and guide you and help them along the way. God is still able. So my prayer this morning is the same as the Apostle Paul prayed for the church at Philippi, that you would abound in love more and more, that you would be able to have the wisdom to know what is best, and that you would continue to do the work of the Lord in being fruitful to the kingdom of God. In closing, I would like to say on behalf of Linda myself that it's certainly been an honor and a privilege to that you allowed us to come during this time to be interim. These were troubling times. They were testing times. But I believe that God has brought us through. And uh, if I'd begin to thank each one individually this morning, I would miss somebody along the way. But I just want to say thank you, thank you to the church in Newville that uh, you've allowed us to come and, and minister to you and and do the best that we could under the circumstances uh, that we were presented. You know, I was thinking the other day, I, I've done, we've done five interims and have been voted out five times. Uh, what are we doing wrong? I'm going to have to work my resume somewhere along the way. But you know, that's the purpose of doing an interim. Get voted out. Go somewhere else. <laughs> Get voted out again. But, uh, but God's good, isn't he? You know, uh, he mentioned this, uh, this uh, by, we don't, we're going to miss this bayou out here, this canal. I've seen, we've seen about everything floating down that, uh, that thing you can see possible. The only thing, I've been waiting for a body to start floating down there one of these days. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. But, but, but again, thank you to the Newville Church. And I believe great days are ahead and God's going to bless you and, and help you and, and, uh, Next, you want to come, and we're going to stand together and close out in a closing song. Again, I thank you is not enough, but thank you for all you've done for us. It's been our pleasure and been our blessing. Amen. That's such a good job here. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Miss Linda. I'm going to miss those uh, special piano. Um, talents that you share with us. There we go. I got it. Thanks. God bless you both. To the King of glory and light, all praises. 
to the only giver of life, our maker. The gates are open wide, we worship you. Come see what love has done, amazing. He brought us with his blood, our Savior. The cross has overcome. We worship you. As one church we sing, shout. Shout, Hosanna, Jesus, he saves. Shout, Hosanna, he rose from the grave. Come and lift him up, Hosanna. Now let the lost be found. Forgiven, death could not hold him down. He's risen, so let the saints cry out. We worship you, we worship you. Oh, shout, Hosanna, Jesus, he saves. Shout, Hosanna, he rose from the grave. Come and lift him up. Hosanna, shout, Hosanna, Jesus, he saves, shout, Hosanna, he rose from the grave, come and lift him up, Hosanna, oh, come and lift him up, Hosanna. Have a good week. Happy Sunday to y'all.